Hey, and welcome back to the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Rick. And I am Bagsby, filling in for Daffs. And we are here unscripted and raw. There you go. That, that sounded good. Vocal fry. Nice vocal fry. Like unscripted it. and raw. Very raw sounding. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah. I always feel like Daffs doesn't do enough energy. He needs to sound angrier when he does it. I, I haven't seen Daffs angry. That, that's true. I haven't really ever seen him mad either. And I, we went through nursing school together. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've only actually seen Daffs like four times, too. So I guess that Daffs makes sense. does have, uh, this is like one quick aside and then we'll get to work. <laughs> he does like have the worst luck when it comes to filling out forms of anybody I've ever known. Wait, how do you have bad luck filling out forms? Like either he fills out it wrong or he fills it out right and there's some sort of like uh, clerical error. Like, he had to have the Washington Nurses Association, like, fi- the government fix his license because it came back for, like, Branthner or something like that. That's then they gave a scholarship in college to somebody else <laughs> for similar reasons. <laughs> his paperwork on his car got ruined. Um, I want to know if it's I'm fairly bad luck or he's just really bad at filling out I'm forms. fairly suspicious he needs to hire a secretary to just do all his paperwork for him. Yeah. But Daffs is gone. He is on vacation, but we needed to keep the wheels a-turning. So we brought in Bagsby, fresh fresh back from the the south. Yeah, Hotlanta. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So he came back in uh, to fill in. Um so uh, we're taking a break from our worst bosses, and we are just doing a regular uh, Rick and Daffs episode. Uh, this week, Forrest Gump and the logistics behind his three-year run. We have some major complaints. Yeah, we do. Uh, lots of them. We're also going to hit the superhero baby daycare. Yes. Uh, also have some thoughts on that, and also the news. Um, but before we get started, I should mention we are on Podbean. Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, YouTube, and now Spotify. Congratulations, you made it to Spotify. I know that we we were in review for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. How long does that process take? Well, it took for us about a month. That's a long time. I'm not sure whether that's because like they uh like just were really slow but i understand that they actually literally review your content like all of your content so some poor bastard had to listen to every episode and how, how many episodes did there's you get up to? nearing 70 so we're looking at we're looking at a week's worth of work and just last, listening to your podcast the last 15 or so are about an hour long yeah okay so there's some crazy guy working for Spotify who's probably going nuts right about now. Either that or he's like a huge fan. He's got Stockholm Syndrome. He's probably looking forward to the next episode. He, well, he wants to know about the worst bosses for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, Captain Hook has the inside track after uh, his stunning, stunning performance. Uh, you know, and I went back and re-listened to that to see, like, did we were just were we just too kind? Yeah. And I could see a few points being taken off here and there. But nothing that would bring him even close to the other scores. Well, yeah, because the next one you said of all time was Iron Man, who's in the same episode. 31. Right? 31. Yeah. And so, that's, that's, that's a big drop. You could drop yeah. one of his entire scores, he'd barely blow that. Exactly. So. so, I mean, and that's not feasible. No. I mean, though, realistically, the most I could see him dropping, like, if we were like, okay, maybe we got carried away, was maybe two points. Yeah. That's still oh, that's 36. Yeah. There's no Incredibly way. High. Incredibly high. Um, so he's got the inside track, and we are probably going to start the playoffs late August, early September. So 
Stay tuned for that. And then it's going to be worst bosses through the end of the year. I'm looking forward to that. Um, is <laughs> I don't know if anybody out there watches Westworld, but I definitely think that some of those guys could qualify <laughs> as terrible bosses as their uh, entire... Um, theme park was overrun by robots and yeah, that murdered most of the guests. Yeah, that doesn't seem like very good uh, management. <laughs> no, no, not so much. Anyways, uh, we should probably get to the topic at hand. Forrest Gump. And his logistics of running. Yes. Uh, before we get started, do you want to give people a quick rundown of Forrest Gump and where he's from and <laughs> what he did? Uh, well, Forrest Gump is a movie based on a man who was... Um, Slow. He had some some mental handicap. Uh, it's essentially mentally handicapped individual interacts with history everywhere. Every single yeah, like it's like a folk tale kind yeah. of. Like he's like with JFK at some point in the war too. Mm-hmm. Uh, some sort of shrimp stuff. I don't remember at all. It's it's. I, have, I didn't actually watch the movie for like. <laughs> it's been probably seven or eight years. So that's. That's uh, we watched the running scene though because yes. it comes up a lot uh, because at one point in time he runs for three years two months fourteen days and sixteen hours which seems like an extremely long run he ends up crossing the state three or four times uh, he crosses the uh, not US. state sorry the, the country yes. yeah and then he just turns around and runs back yeah because apparently <laughs> he just wasn't done running yeah he runs somewhere between fifteen thousand. And nineteen thousand miles. It's hotly debated on on the on the interwebs. Yeah, people argue about which which routes he must have taken based yes. on the scenes in the movie yes. and stuff. So, um, but I have a lot of problems with this. <laughs> for one thing, this guy leaves his house for many years. He's not like his house is either broken into, burned down, condemned, or been repossessed by the government because he hasn't been paying taxes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's no indication of anything. He he just he's literally sitting on his porch and says, "You know, I feel like going for a run." And yeah. he, he does. He just starts running there. Yeah, he doesn't says, make any preparation. Yeah, he says when he sleeps, he when he's tired, and he eats when he's hungry. And then other than that, he's just running the entire time. Yeah, he's. I don't know if he's bathing. He's grown a big beard. It looks well kept. So maybe he's stopping to bathe as well. But maybe. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Because Sorry. clearly he was stopping to bathe because we worked it out. And it, what was it? Even if he was going the full nineteen thousand miles, it was still only like sixteen miles a day. No, it wasn't even that. I thought that it was, was like the, the nineteen. If he went nineteen thousand, was it sixteen? I thought it was like fourteen or, or something. 14. No. It, I don't remember. Now okay, already. so the but average human walks between three and four miles an hour. Yeah, but that's walking, not running. That's it's walking. walking. So he could have walked that distance in like a couple hours. Yeah, like half a day, six six hours tops. Like really. they make it out to be so impressive. Like, oh, he's just running all the time. Well, no, he pro- he could have literally walked for five hours and then like that was his day. Yeah, like he could have walked sixteen miles or yeah, uh, fifteen miles pretty easily. In five, six hours. And that's on that's on the high side. If it's on the low side, it was like closer to 12 miles. Yeah, then he just, four hours he just literally walks for four hours and then he's done. Yeah. And he just sleeps. So there's no way that I should be impressed. Yeah. Uh, they make it sound like it's really impressive. But what it really turns out is that it's a man slowly, very slowly. And he's more ambling across the country. Ambling across the country, taking his sweet time. Yeah. Tricking people and following him. Uh, There's a big group of people yeah, at the end. A big group of people. 
Uh, people are clearly giving him clothes and shelter and food. Yeah. Because they think that, like, he's some sort of shaman wizard. Yeah. So I, what I think is he, he just was like, well, I have nothing to live for. I'm just going to start scamming people. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just spends three years scamming people. I mean, I think that's fair. But also I feel like he, he didn't really, like, gain a lot because again going back to the house <laughs> like you're leaving you you already own the house right you got property you got everything you need there yeah you know you also who's running. collecting his bubblegum shrimp or whatever bubblegum yeah yeah where's his shrimp money <laughs> i i don't know some person's definitely ripping him off this yeah. whole time so if he's thinking he's gonna scam someone and like get rich quick he's really made a big mistake <laughs> well that does that makes sense though because he isn't very smart that's true uh, he's also kind of like honest though. Like I don't know if he would directly want to scam people. I think that it's more of a I I don't really know what's going on, but <laughs> literally I have nothing better to do, so I'm gonna run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the movie, and Tom Hanks is a great actor. Love Tom, <laughs> but at this part doesn't make any. Here's the other thing. So he's so these people are following him. And then, you know, at the end of the whole montage, when he st- turns around, he stops running and he turns around and somebody's like, he's going to say something, which indicates to me he hasn't spoken to any of them the entire time. At least not a significant amount. So they're just following him. Just on the yeah. vague hope that, like, Well, not only that, something. I mean, he's on, like, the news eventually, too. Like, people are, like, running with him being like, hey, what are you running for? And and he's, he's just like, like well, I'm just, I just want to run. I'm just running. I'm but just he's running. not running very hard. No, no, he's, he's <laughs> ambling. He's walking quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's, I just don't get it. Now this whole story is breaking down. Yeah, and... It's, it's making me think that this movie is actually just about a scam artist <laughs> who pretends to be slow. He does always seem to come out on top. Yeah. In every situation He's just he really to. secretly screwing people up. Maybe that's why Jenny screws him over, because she sees through him. She's actually the only one smart enough to this see This whole time I've despised Jenny, but now as we're getting into this, I'm realizing she's the, like, of the whole show, she's the only one who sees him <laughs> for what he is. He's a horrible monster. <laughs> uh, what about, what is it, Lieutenant Dan? Lieutenant Dan. He hates him. Dan hates him for most of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Again, this is all a little fuzzy, but didn't he lose his legs because of Forrest Gump? Yeah. Like, isn't it his he, like, fault? He kind of sabotages him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This... Wow, Forrest Gump is certainly a terrible person. Yeah, this is not turning out the way I thought this would turn uh, out. Yeah, so do you think people are taking him in? Like, it just says he sleeps when he wants to. Do you think he's, like, sleeping on benches or he's just... Well, like, if he's people- a scam artist, he's got to be taking advantage of people. I mean, he's... he Again, you he's said, I mean, he's always got new clothes. Yeah. Yeah. He leaves his, his house wearing, like, his khakis and his, you know, button-down yeah. shirt and then ends up he's in, like... He's very 50s-looking man. Yeah. Yeah. And he ends up coming, coming at the end of the thing. He's got, like, nice outdoors, you know, equipment, clothing, hat... You yeah, know, nice, a really nice looking jacket. Probably keeps him warm. He could probably sleep with just the jacket if he needs to. It's like yeah. warm enough to do that. Yep. So, I don't know. I think he must be scamming. He must be taking advantage <laughs> of people. Like maybe at the very beginning, people thought, "Oh, this is odd. I'm not going to let this weirdo in my house." But especially after he's been on the news and he's got like a well, following. We, I mean, there are plenty of cult leaders out there. That's true. Maybe he just was like, "I'm tired of being a cult leader." <laughs> I'm gonna go home. Yeah, I'm tired. When he said I'm tired, he's not saying I'm tired of running. He's, I'm tired of manipulating. Well, how people. can he be tired of running if he only comes twelve <laughs> miles in a, a day? 
I don't know. He literally he could walk for he could walk for three or five hours and then literally do nothing the rest of the day. And if that's your only job, I mean that's pretty easy. I guess to be fair, he never actually says how long and far he runs. He just says, I mean, he he just says how long, not how far. So maybe he's not taking a direct route back and forth. Maybe he is running for twenty some miles a day and just going wherever he wants to go, not in a direct straight line from one end. Yeah, but since he gets to California. Well, but does he go to New York at one point? But these internet crazy people have worked it out. That's true. I mean, if he was running up to Canada, I feel like we'd know that. (laughs) Yeah, It would be in the movie. They'd mention it. They'd mention it. So you're you're probably right. I mean, he's basically what we've done is exposed him for the monster that he is. So next time you're thinking about Forrest Gump and you think you feel bad for him, think, nah, he's kind of a rotten person that takes advantage of everybody he comes <laughs> And when he says with. life is like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. He mostly means you don't know that I'm taking going to take advantage of you and ruin your life. Yeah. He's, he's already rigged the box of chocolates. He's already, yeah. he's already eaten all the coconut-filled ones. Uh, no, he's, yeah, he's eaten all the best ones. Uh, there's probably one that's like filled with prunes or something. <laughs> Those cherry chocolate, like one. Yeah, the ones that's gonna ooze out onto your nice clothes and ruin it. And And you uh, bite it, bursts open. Yeah, and you just think, oh, that nice man. He didn't know he was giving me the worst one. He He kind of reminds me of that mafia boss (laughs) who pretended that he was disabled and crazy to get the law off of him. He'd like walk around in a bathrobe and like pee on the street and stuff. (laughs) But really was secretly the mob boss the whole time. I have not heard about this. You should look that up. It's it's ingenious. Yeah. Yeah, they can't they don't they'll just leave you alone if they think he's just nuts. There's no way he's capable. Pretended to be crazy for like twenty years. (laughs) Wow. Well that is dedication too. It is. So um Forrest Gump, I mean he could do it. He yeah. he may have been keeping it up that entire time. Yeah. Then he tells that lady his tale. <laughs> so anyways, um Forrest Gump, mob boss, or <laughs> slightly disturbed individual. Yeah. You're, Either way, not your not your lovable, you know. No, he's a monster. Yeah. Um so I feel like we've really done the public a good <laughs> good service there by exposing that. Um so should we move on to the news? Definitely. All right. Then it is the news. Cue the music. It is cued. Okay. <laughs> then you have to move it. <laughs> I was going to call you Daffs, but you're not. All right. Well, Bagsby. <laughs> All right, Bagsby. Uh, dozens of drunk seagulls found on southwest beaches. This story comes to us from rainy old England. Um, dozens of drunk seagulls have become disoriented and confused after scavenging alcohol in southwest England. Some have... I shouldn't be laughing at this. Some have died and others are seriously ill. The RSPCA saying birds were probably feeding on waste products from the local brewery. Um, so my question is, uh, have you ever been attacked by a seagull? Uh, no, but I, wasn't it you that had a seagull fly into his car? No, but uh, when I was in Italy, a seagull legitimately uh, bit Molly's hand to try and get oh, the sandwich wow. out of it. <laughs> it like seagulls it, love sandwiches. It flew into her. So what I'm thinking is a drunk seagull would be even 
less inhibited. <laughs> yeah, well, the seagull I remember, I thought it was your car, but apparently not. Someone was driving in front of me, and a seagull, open window, just swoops right in. The guy jumps into out of the car. Into the car? Into the car. Wow. Yeah, and just, just flap around. The guy, like, jumps out of the car. He looks back at me, and, like, he's apologetic. <laughs> like, dude, why are you apologizing? He's like... <laughs> Yes, so the seagull flying this guy. Was this your friend? No, I thought it was you. This entire time, this happened when I was like 16. Oh. I was going to go into Green River. I uh, feel like no. I would know that. Yeah, I think that you would remember. I that. would remember being Anyways, assaulted seagull by seagull flies in the car, kicks the guy out, he flies out. So, Mike, that's it. wouldn't you think that the number of seagull attacks should be going way up? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like they'd just be even more uninhibited and be ready to attack. Yeah. Well, because they, they see what they want and then they just go for it. And there's no, not that part of the brain that says this might be dangerous. Well, they're already doing that. They're already attacking people for their food. But carefully. Carefully. Now they're just renegading <laughs> in. Maybe like it's like the birds. They'll mob up. Yeah, they'll just like... <laughs> Just like 10 or 15 of them just like go attack some guy with a hamper. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see that. Mm, I would pay to watch him run away. I don't think I'd want to watch him be brutally murdered by I a flock think, of seagulls. I, mean, I don't think the seagulls would eat him. I think they'd once they, the guy dropped the, the burger. What if the alcohol just go. gives him a taste for blood? It's, they become like carnivores. Yeah. What if... What? Well, you know the hippos will just, like, randomly kill crocodiles, you know? You That's know? true. And once they get the taste for blood, I mean, it's all, all bets are off. And you can't stop a hippo. And they say that, you know, alcohol just makes you more of what you are. It's kind of like money. You know, if you were rich and you're a jerk before, you're just going to be an even bigger jerk once you're rich. Well, alcohol is the same way. So what? they're all always bloodthirsty, but... <laughs> just, they, but they're too smart it. for it, yeah. And then, and then the alcohol just makes them more bloodthirsty. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to choose to believe. This um, could be the start of the bird uprising. Yes. All this time, I've been fearing the ape uprising. <laughs> you've you've misplaced your fear. Well, actually, if birds did try and kill us all, the, I mean, one, think about it. If they banded together, there's like way more birds in the world than humans, I would guess. Well, that's true, but I mean, the the actual scary birds, though, there's not going to yeah, be, you know. they have gonna... lots of numbers. Plus, yeah. think about their mobility. But you could just, like, close your windows around here. Uh, eagle's, like, the scariest thing we have here. That's and, true. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight an eagle, but also I think that if me and the eagle were in a death match, I could probably come out on top. Mm, if you had a weapon. <laughs> if he had claws? I mean, he just, like, he just... He messed me up. He'd totally mess you up. If but he the, nicked an artery, you'd be dead. Hollow. Like, if I get one good hit on him, he's probably He'd probably fly away. I don't know. He can fly. That's true. I feel like he could kill you. <laughs> well, I mean, like, golden eagles, have you seen those things? Those yeah. things could for sure kill me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. he knew, if he was intelligent enough to decide that he was going to take over the world with his bird buddies. Yeah. Two they, eagles, I'd be gone. Yeah, they'd be like... Yeah, oh man, that would be terrible. Both, each one flaps up and grabs you on either side. <laughs> what about like the U.S. military though, versus all the birds <laughs> in the world? I mean, they could probably kill them, <laughs> but I mean, at the cost of <laughs> oh, it... blotting out the sun or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, this is funny because it brings me to another one of our news stories we did in the past, and I don't remember which episode, but it was essentially after World War One or World War Two. Australia like had all this extra machine gun ammo laying around and they were like like there's too many emus we got cold emus oh, yeah and so they tried to like 
gun down the emus with their submachine guns, and they didn't kill a single one, and they wasted like 18,000 bullets or something yeah. like that. It's like called the Great Emu War. Yeah. No emus were harmed. They, they lost the Great Emu War. Yeah, so I mean, if that's what, if they, those, those are on the land. And those are large, emus are large birds. So, like that just really honestly is bringing my expectations down. <laughs> yeah. For the government to be able to stop them. So if this is indeed the beginnings of the bird uprising, man, I'm I'm worried. Brewers, keep your waste away from the we birds. Yeah, we don't need this. Yeah. We don't need this uh, scary bird uprising. Now I'm thinking about all the bird uprising possibilities. <laughs> we should probably move on from the news before I just start talking about the bird uprising. Yeah. Save that for an- another episode. Stay tuned for the episode upcoming <laughs> on the bird uprising. <laughs> okay. So that is the news. So, um, what's next on the docket? Next, well, last on the docket well, is superhero. Well, you don't know that. I mean, I might go on to some That's new true. tangent, perhaps, or start talking about the bird. <laughs> hey, if we have time, we can get to that. Uh, no, so superhero baby Babies. care. Yeah. yeah, baby daycare for superheroes. But, I... like, super, the babies have superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. What were you thinking of? Well, no, no, I just wanted to clarify, because maybe, like, what, and Superman could make a pretty good nanny, I don't know. Well, I mean, he can fly, he's basically invulnerable, and... He'd be a good nanny for super babies as well, actually. Ah, yeah, exactly. Well, so so what spurred this for me was, um, I recently saw Incredibles 2, which is a fantastic film. (laughs) I highly urge uh, Bagsby to go see it, but instead he went to see Fallen World, Jurassic Park. Yes. Which was everything that you want it to be. <laughs> yeah, I actually went through a list with him of things that I wanted to see in the movie, including foolish decisions. Made for monetary gain. Uh, made for monetary <laughs> gain. Uh, people falling from unexplicably high heights. <laughs> yep. And like just random citizens getting murdered by dinosaurs. Yes. All in the movie. I feel like I should just watch like the previews, and then I've pretty much watched all the best parts. Uh, that's that's mostly true, but it's just how much of it do you want? How much gratuitous dinosaur violence do you want? That's the that's the real question we have. Ah, uh. <laughs> but The Incredibles, you saw that? Oh yes, and uh, as as those of you who saw the first movie know, Jack Jack has mm-hmm. quite the powers. Um, several powers, seems like, like lots, uh, seventeen in fact. Oh. <laughs> um, but. And this continues to be uh, in the next movie, he has many powers. But I was thinking about it, because they kind of talk about it in the movie. How would you raise a baby (laughs) that Mm -hmm. had superpowers? Especially if you're a superhero. So your options are this. You either uh, stay home, like you have to have one super parent. Well, that's the other thing. Because the Incredibles, they happen to be married to each other. Right. But, like, what if you're just like... I'm Gazer Beam. I don't need no super mega lightning, babe. <laughs> I'm just gonna marry a regular gal. Well, a lot of people do, or that. vice versa. Yeah. Like, what if Elastigirl had just been like, "Nope, not for me. Just marrying Ed." <laughs> Ed, Ed from the insur- yeah, the insurance salesman or accountant. Ed can't stay home with Jack. Jack. No, he Ed. literally would be killed. He would be killed by his own child when he wouldn't give him a cookie. Right. <laughs> So, like, obviously, like, Elastigirl can't stop being Elastigirl to raise her, raise some kid because the world needs her. <laughs> so, 
there must be superhero baby care, right? There's got to be. So Ed doesn't get murdered at home. Well, and The Incredibles 2 is, is a world where it's it's not necessarily common, but it's not unusual. Everyone knows, like, the supers exist, right? Yeah. And so there has to be some measure of, like, secrecy, though, because you, you, they all have hidden identities. Well, yeah, you don't want your kid to be kidnapped. Although, no. I mean, good luck. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> uh, you'd probably call it something like super care. <laughs> some some <laughs> it's, such. It's uh, real subtle. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'd imagine that you you in the perfect world you'd have people you'd have to with de- superpowers raising the babies, but I'd imagine that's not always the case. Sometimes you're gonna well, have you'd, like regular people. Well, if that was the babies. case, if if you was just like a regular babysitter, you'd have to like give them some sort of crazy bear suit to where they could be <laughs> yeah. killed, because just trying to maintain like some small sense of order discipline could get you murdered by some kid with laser vision or super strength or you know who knows what yeah um it's a it's just a miracle that one little girl who was babysitting in the first movie survived oh yeah i forgot about that i mean she could have been killed numerous she was traumatized too yeah they had to erase her erase her memory is that what they did? They men and blacked her. That's <laughs> terrible. Like that, you can't be doing that all the time. Just Messing around with people's brains. Well, and that was one evening too. That's the thing. It wasn't it like was only a, one night. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Like, I bet somebody's done some math equation that was like potential for her to get killed over time. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be dead within a week. Uh, there's yeah. There's no way. Um, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but Mr. Incredible luckily is a superhero because he almost gets murdered by his own son numerous <laughs> times. So, but you're right. So either you have to have a human. I strongly advise against that, taking yeah. care of the children, because that's just, it's too dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> or you have to have a superhero. But here's the problem. Is any superhero is any decent one is probably out fighting crime. Right. Or they're older and want to, like, settle, like, like want something more mellow. Which I don't know if that's even more mellow as raising children. No. Like, that's the, definitely the crazy not superhero more mellow, children. Yeah. Or it's like the worst superheroes. Right. <laughs> who don't have good powers. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be like the superheroes, their sidekicks, and then, like, people with superpowers that couldn't yeah, quite cut it like, as a sidekick. You know, they like, have all the other jobs. Yeah, like, you can make people vomit. Yeah. That's about it. And that's not really going to help you if you've got a baby that could spit fireballs Like, Daphs and I have this alter egos called Bismol Boy Vomit Man. <laughs> that's a good name. Maybe if there was some indestructibility built in, maybe we could. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine that there'd be some tools that you'd use. I mean, uh, in the first... Again, I haven't seen the second one, but in the first movie... I can't remember his name. The guy with the red hair, though, has, like, that beam that he could, you know, shoot people with that just puts them in stasis. Yeah. For a minute. So, yeah. like, you got a child getting out of control. Put him in stasis. Yeah, put him in stasis for a minute. Like, and then it's move like him into out, the safe extreme. room. Yeah. yeah, move him into the safe room. Well, you'd also have to discriminate against, like, non-superhero kids. Yeah. Basically, because any, like, small human child would get killed, too. Oh, instantly. You could not put them together. Well, and, and When could your kid even go in public? You couldn't probably bring them out into public until, like, they were, like, seven. 
Yeah, I mean, at four or five year old, like you never know, like when they're gonna fly off the handle. Also, like it could give away your secret identity. Right, you're just hanging out at a at a party, right? And then all of a sudden, Jack Jack blows up (laughs) blows up the swimming pool, and uh, then everybody knows that you're you're a super. Yeah, (laughs) or at least your child is. And the villains are after you. Right. Well, and also, I mean, if they could kidnap your kid and raise him as a villain, I mean, that's and Jack Jack was powerful. Yeah, I know. If you, imagine if you could like do like a Hitler Youth type situation on him. Yeah, you could really cause some t- real trouble. So it's almost like you need more than a daycare. It's almost like you need a, a place a that prison. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I didn't want to say the words baby prison, but essentially, yes, you need like a confinement center. That doesn't sound any better. That's way worse. Yeah. That sounds even more terrible. That does sound it sounds like, like the government's kidnapping super kids. Yeah. Which there's tons of actual uh like sci-fi about. Here here's a thought. Here's something I just I got. What about that one X-Man who has the power to like suppress other people? That is his power, suppression of other people. That guy would powers. be the highest like paid babysitter yeah, in existence. Cuz he he could just be a normal dude. Yeah, he could just be hanging out with the kids. You'd have to pay him so much money. Yeah. I mean, he'd, he'd have to belong to, like, an organization. They'd pay him millions, and he'd just be, like, the whole, you know, establishment would be mm-hmm. under his, like, aura of... Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it works. Of but, his, like, powers. Yeah. And so that would be... You'd have to send everyone there, probably. Mm-hmm. You'd have to almost do, like, a situation like the uh, Professor X School for Gifted Youngsters, where you have this guy who's got, like, psychic powers who can kind of calm things down if you need mm-hmm. to can freeze time or like go into somebody's brain and stop them from murdering the babysitter right that guy yeah. either you need that or the other x-men guy but like just your average superhero was not going to cut it but that's even easy i mean yeah you're right and professor x had, had a immense amount of power but that's even better than babies though because once you get to that age, you know, they're basically all teenagers. You yeah, know, but they're all still hopped up on their hormones. They are. Wanting to sleep with each other. But they're not going to, oh, that, you know, little Jimmy stole my ice cream cone. I'm going to fry him now. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to happen for a teenager. They might get mad. They might get in a fight. But they're probably not just going to instantly vaporize someone because something happened. They stub their toe. They get upset. Vaporize somebody, right? Like that's not. It's not a good combo for small children to have superpowers. No, I totally agree. Um, see, I think what would happen, unfortunately, is like either the like the best superheroes with the best powers would go into babysitting because that's where all the money is. Uh, <laughs> so they'd get super rich, yeah, and then use it to exploit the government, right? Well, because that's, that's, of course, all they do with the money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of is the option. Or, like I so said, So that's what I would like do a, is basically what I'm saying. Uh, but you're Vomit Man, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I, so would, you, I you wouldn't be able to no do it. I'd be able basically do. like some kid's about to fry somebody and all of a sudden you'd vomit or have terrible gas I mean, you diarrhea. Could, that, that could curb some things, actually. But probably not in the long term. And it would yeah. be really messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd be you'd be the last resort. Like, uh, we can't get them under control. You gotta make them vomit. We have no other options. I'm like I'm like the guy who can't get any work for anything. Yeah, but I'm like I'm like on call for when the regular guys can't make it in. I'm like, yes, finally got a job. You're you're gonna be a superhero? Nope, babysitter. See you later. I come back like all my hair's burned off. 
My clothes are destroyed. (laughs) I actually think, though, the more we talk about this, it would be a more dangerous job than, like, fighting crime. Even others, like, supervillains, because you know what you're getting into with other supervillains. They're trying to kill you. You know how they're trying to kill you. You've got a room full of a dozen five-year-olds who have who knows what cocktail of powers that are probably still somewhat developing that at any time could fire off something. Yeah, that's true. Like, they don't know all Jag Jag's powers. He still might have more we haven't discovered. Yeah. Like, what if, like, you're just like, oh, this kid, like, he's, you know, he's got the power of, like, teleportation. And then all of a sudden, his hand turns into magma and he <laughs> burns, and, like, burns off your arm. Right. <laughs> and that's the, oh, that actually brings up another good point, though, is that maybe not every child would need like, to be in the high-intensity security of the baby daycare. Because if, you know, you've got a baby that all he can do is make people vomit, yeah, that's unpleasant. You're probably going to be vomiting a lot. But, it's you know, you're not going to need to keep him under lock and key for fear of him murdering people on accident. Yeah, unless you just kept making him vomit continuously until there's just nothing left. That's true. It'd be a slow, painful death. <laughs> pretty pretty bad way to go. It's like the equivalent of just like getting stabbed with a small fork right. over and over again until you die. Uh but like the other thing is your uh the walls on this place would have to be like basically it'd have to be like a bomb shelter. Right. Two, how are you gonna keep the kids that can teleport? Stasis chambers that you, you don't really. This is what you gotta do. You'd have to like put them put in them like stasis. a suit that just basically inhibited their powers. Do those exist? I mean, I, guess I don't know. They'd you'd probably, probably have to develop them pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there would be a lot of government research into yeah. figuring out a way to do, like just put this on. It neutralizes your power of your of your like kid, so he doesn't murder the daycare staff. But there has to be a learning curve for them to learn how to use their powers as well, and that'd be part of daycare. That's true, because then they get out of daycare and they have no idea how to use or, like, control it, and they're, yeah. like, six years old and in kindergarten. <laughs> That's, that sounds even worse now. Yeah. You'd have to, like, basically let them also start, like, you'd have to do, like, real daycare, where it's, like, socializing, but... Part of it would be like learn to control your powers hour. <laughs> yeah. Where you, like the guy who's got the like ability to mute all the powers like leaves, goes to lunch. Yeah. And then you just hope, well, he's gone and nothing <laughs> terrible, horrible happens. <laughs> he comes back. Ah, seven teleportation babies on the loose. <laughs> Already? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're dangerous themselves too. Like, a, if you could teleport, you're a baby, accidentally teleport, I don't know, bottom of the ocean, you're not getting out of that. Yeah, but he might just teleport himself away from that. His fear reflexes would kick in, and he'd just teleport away. So he'd just be, like, blinking around. Probably. Like, who knows where he's going to show up now. In and out of danger, constantly. Into the mouth of a tiger. Out from that to a skyscraper. (laughs) Down to the ocean. Over to a moving car. I don't know. I feel like... Sometimes you have to come to a nice place, though. Maybe Tell me there. that Dr. or Professor X's powers wouldn't just be used to track down missing people. <laughs> It'd be like, this person's missing. Where is he? And then they'd be, he'd be like, either they're dead, I can't find them, so they must be dead, or they're over there. Yeah. Well, that's why I had the whole, I don't remember what it's called, Cerebro, something like that. Yeah, yeah just amplified just his powers. Just to find people, essentially, is what he used it for. Most of the time, yeah. yeah. Although, slight... A tangent here could he just kill a man with that thing like well, anywhere that's what in the they, world basically in one of the movies uh they teach they have that girl like that person used i uh, know it's not the girl it's the boy who like gives him hallucinations 
and she and he pretends to be a little girl that asks him to find this person and then he says oh you should find all the people and then kill all the people so they do try. He does actually get tricked into trying to murder all. The people. So if he just won one person anywhere in the world dead, he could probably do it. Oh, easily. I mean, there's probably tons of unexplained murders <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah, I, I feel like Professor X is also. He's not like I mean, opposed to taking justice into his own hands. Well, I think he kind of is. But his whole school is illegal. Tell me if you didn't have that power, that you wouldn't eventually just start picking and choosing who should live and die. Uh, I think it'd be hard not to. You'd have to have a massive, like, a really, really strong uh, moral compass that yeah. was like, I shall not, like, abuse my power. But, of course, for me, I would definitely abuse it. I'd be like, um, I wonder what the lotto numbers are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, I'm going to go buy that ticket. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I don't know. I'd be like, that guy uh, kidnapped that kid. He's dead. You just go find right. him and kill him. Get that kid out of there. But then soon it's just like you get so desensitized that like somebody cuts you off and then you kill them. Blast them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're just dead in their car. Okay, so like, going back to the babies, you're a full-grown man. Mm-hmm. And you even think you'd get drunk with power, okay? Oh, uh, yeah, I'd definitely be drunk on power. Yeah. We wouldn't be friends anymore. I'd definitely... So you're a human, <laughs> let's say you're a human parent, regular human. I guess uh-huh. they're all human. You're non-super powered. <laughs> regular human. Yeah. Yes, you because have, why would anybody think I wasn't a regular right, human? Exactly. Yes. Just for the sake of argument. Uh, <laughs> but then you have a superpowered baby. Uh huh. What what what's to stop that baby from saying, Oh well you're inferior? Like he's got a power complex because yeah, you birthed them, but look at you, you're just a weak human. Like Well, that's what I'd be no worried super. about when they became a teenager. Yeah. That's what old Ed needs to worry about the most is like his teenage son or daughter. It's just like, what do you have over me? Like, what business is it of yours like to tell me what I can and can't do, you inferior being? And then it either just leaves or murders you. And the worst part is he's, he's technically right. You are an inferior <laughs> being. Well, the other thing is, we haven't, like, uh, like... That's the best case scenario, that you're a good parent. Right. If you're a crappy parent, your kid's definitely going to kill you. Oh, no no question. Like, there's no, like, you're, sur- like, it would basically be the survival of the fittest. Like, you would, ho- and you would really hope that you didn't have a kid who, unfortunately, was born with some sort of mental disorder or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, like, some sort of, like, psychotic streak. Because yeah. then you just kill everyone. I think we'd invest a lot more money into mental health as well. If oh, there's we supers running we around. We definitely have to. Yeah. Making sure, like, regular men, like, if you get a physical checkup, get a mental checkup while you're there. Have a psychiatrist yeah. come in and yeah. have a conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Because uh, poor old Ed, we really, <laughs> I feel bad for him because I think we've explained his death like seven or eight yeah. times. Uh, so if you were in Vegas and you had to bet on whether Ed and his super baby does Ed make it to retirement? Like, what are like what are your odds that you're putting on that? Like, how much <laughs> for like for me to bet that he would make it? What would the odds have yeah, to be? Yeah, yeah, uh, very high. Like, like fifty to one, probably fifty to yeah. one. So you're saying for me to actually bet on a, it? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a one in fifty chance that he lives essentially. Exactly. To see his retirement. Yeah. Wow. Well, I I mean, really, I think you could say that he'd live five years, and I think the odds would be pretty much the same, because I think 
if something was going to happen, it would be very early or right at that, you know, 16, 17-year-old mark for wow. a teenager. See, I don't think it's quite that high. I would really hope it wouldn't be like every normal parent is going to get killed within like five years of having a child. That would really discourage people from marrying supers. Well, yeah. Where did the first supers come from, though, too? I guess. I don't maybe, know. Okay, maybe it won't be that high. <laughs> Still, I think that it would be extremely high, though. I think that the mortality rate would be extremely high. I think it would be like one in three. That? No, no, no. Yeah, no. I think one in three would get killed by their kid. That's still 33% of all non-super parents are getting killed. But again, we're, we're talking about this is people without any most, guidance. Most likely higher statistic for men getting killed than, like, the moms. Yeah. I'm just saying I have two nieces and a nephew, and if one of them had the power to vaporize <laughs> me, I'd probably be vaporized already. I'm not even raising the kids myself. You know what I mean? I that's watch true. Them. Yeah. There's true. a really good chance that I would be vaporized. Yeah, you'd definitely be, uh, as far as harmed... You'd definitely be harmed. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Like, you'd be harmed for sure. That's 100%. There's no odds you could give me that would make me right. bet that that person would never be harmed I by think. I think where I'm making the mistake is I'm assuming every child has the opportunity to instantly vaporize you. That's not the case. A yeah. lot of them would be a lot worse than that. Yeah. So you're probably right. I think I think in that case, one in three actually might be a little too high. Like, I think maybe one in five would end up getting killed. Because... Mm-hmm. If someone's just got telekinesis, you're going to get something thrown at you several times. Maybe even something sharp like a knife. But you're probably not going to get killed from it unless the child actually wants you dead. It's the uh, Talladega Nights situation where he gets a knife in his leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid's like, I'll help you get it out with this other knife. Ah, <laughs> stop. You're killing me. Exactly. Oh, brother. Ah, wow. That is horrifying. Um, I think I speak for all of us when I say we hope that supers never become a reality. Yes. Because it would lead to, um, basically all of us getting murdered without superpowers. We're all dead. Mutants would definitely have wiped us out a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I think X-Men is very optimistic on the human-mutant relations. I think that Magneto is probably more in line with what would actually happen. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it would be, yeah... (laughs) Uh, a mutant who was powerful enough and persuasive enough would rise to power and kill us all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would become a dictator. Uh, eventually, I'm sure a mutant civil war would break out. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of us would be alive, living in our own small, like in the wilderness, like community, like outcast communities. Essentially, we, we'd have to go live with like the bush people or something yeah. if we actually had any hope of living. Yeah, and then I'm sure we couldn't convert to their lifestyle so we'd still probably die (laughs) (laughs) so really we have no hope at all essentially so here's to us all being dead before that happens i'm for it (laughs) me too all right well i think this has been a tremendous episode i've had a lot of fun i gotta say thanks to bagsby for stopping by Mm -hmm. and um i'm rick and i'm bagsby have a good one